Dude. Yep. I went to uh, I went to ABC, I think. Uh-huh. ABC Liquor. Isn't that where you got the last beer from? Yes, too? it is. Okay. Yes, it is. They have a wide selection, obviously, of liquor and beer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Spirits and wine. But the, the problem is they don't have a lot. Of, they have like a craft beer section. But truth be told, like we've run through a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And they've been doing this a while. Dude, it's, I mean, we talked about it last week, but it's really hard <laughs> to find <laughs> an ABV higher than 10%. Yeah. Like, uh, like common. Yeah. Well, they the, don't have like specialty order. Yeah. And the other thing is, Dude, I never noticed this until like I was until I started focusing on it. Cause you know, when I when I go to buy a beer for the show, I'm looking for something that's interesting. Uh, something that, you know, I'll look for like a limited edition beer or, you know, something like flavor profile is 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 uh uh expansive or weird or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying to like it's it's because it's become less of the focus of the show and more of just a conversation piece right yeah. just to kind of you know it's basically the thing it's the it's what, the glue yeah it's an icebreaker. it's what you do with beer in real life mm-hmm. it's an icebreaker yeah right that's a little inside baseball for you guys about the show <laughs> well that's the concept <sighs> anyway <laughs> i say that because i've never really focused on the abv Mm-hmm. You know, it it's interesting. Like if you find something, you turn the bottle around, you go, oh shit, it's also 10%. Right. That's interesting. But yep. that's never been the reason I grabbed a beer. Mm. Like something has always interested me outside of that. And then that would push it over. Like, oh, also it's super right. strong, right? What is up with the inconsistency with which beer labels have the ABV on them? Have you noticed this? Yeah. yeah Every have. other beer, they're, they're like hiding it or they don't have it at all mm-hmm. or it's on the bottom or like, there's there no standards. You would think it would be like a law that you have to have it on there. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, That's may- what I was thinking. Maybe it is there somewhere in no, the dude, fine print or something. Some, some of these, I fucking, I, I fuck the shit out of some of these bottles mm-hmm. and, and, and labels trying to find it. And eventually I had to just Google it. Yeah. And then when you Google it, you've got to go through either. If you go to their website, their website's fucking stupid because it Are loads super slow. And then, it, yeah, they ask that dumbass question. Or if you go to like Beer Advocate or mm-hmm. like Tap Master or whatever. Just go on Untapped. The, go on the app. That's why. Get the app. Get the app. We've been doing a beer podcast for how long? I know. And you know what? If, if we were actually using that the way that some people use it, do you know what? We would be running that fucking company. Yeah. But yeah. we're yeah no I'm not. I'm not I mean just you get it so you can look up information about the beer I know I've done that before on the show where yeah. I don't know anything about the beer and I'll just look it up right there yeah untapped well not anyway sponsoring the podcast but you guys need to get get it together it's fucking ridiculous like even the one well the one we have is actually pretty it's like right there uh, right there uh, yeah yeah it is I mean small print but it's there it's there yeah. How about this one? This was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, there you go. Perfect example. Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. You look at the face label. Doesn't have it at all. Turn it around. It's not on it. Hmm. Got the not there. C- Cigar C Tokobaga. And it's right there in the front. Yeah. So, I mean, what the fuck are we doing? 
You know, what the fuck are we doing? What are you doing here? What, what, what are we doing? Help me. Help me. Help me. Me. Help you. <sighs> anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I just needed to get that off my chest because yeah. it was bothering me because I was in the liquor store and, dude, I had to take the dump of all dumps. Oh, my goodness. And I'm, like, walking up and down these aisles and, like, my leg is shaking <laughs> and I'm starting to, like, break into a sweat. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm looking at these labels and shit and I'm trying to find something and nothing is, like, they're all just... It, it just drove me. It just made me like insane. Hey, 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 hey. relax, relax. It's all right. You're right. It's all right. We're here now. You're right. We're here now, and what we have for you guys is a fucking doozy. Okay, this is from the Weyerbacher Brewing Company. It's the Insanity. It's an ale aged in oak barrels, guys. It's at a whopping thirteen point three percent. I told you I was gonna get your ass mm. for fucking. Going below week before, week before last, yeah. So, yeah. okay, all right. Challenge accepted. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna after the show, I'm gonna show you some, uh, where like there's, I got some information. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into this. Let's have ourselves a gay old time. This is the One Beer In podcast. It's so dank, man. It's so dank. Is this clean? Yeah, yeah. You You brought this in, right? Yeah. I did. I did. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, we got got to pour these. We got to pour these. Let them air out a little bit. Let them breathe. Breathe with me. Let them breathe a little bit. All right. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Beer In podcast. The show where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa. With me is always the great, the powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, Brewskies? This is episode 236. Thank you guys, as always, for joining us. Uh, for uh, rating, sharing, subscribing, all that jazz. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. The votes help. The ratings help. The uh, feedback helps on social medias and all that stuff. So thank you guys very much. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And now on to the show. My guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We finally did it. What do we do? We finally sat down. And we finally watched Midsommar. 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 Mm-hmm. Midsommar. I've been dreading it. You <laughs> I know, know you pushed I re- it off. I really, week I really after have. Week. I, I, I didn't so much as push it off uh, as like, okay, look, <clears throat> I just didn't jump on it like I could have. Okay, but there was there was always like legitimate reasons. Sure, just like how you're not afraid of roller Shut coasters. Shut the fuck up, Adam. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. we I finally bit the bullet, okay? Yep. And we watched the movie. And you know what? 
my fears were realized. Okay, <laughs> oh, everything that I was dreading, yeah. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, it sure did. So. Sure did, bud. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. But that happened. Uh-huh. How those things happen yeah. the way that they happen, crazy. man. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys haven't watched Midsummer, Midsummer is one. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the most high profile movies that's come out in the past couple of years. It's from the horror auteur who brought us Hereditary, uh, Ari uh, Aster. Thank you, Ari Aster. And uh, this dude's a fucking genius, man. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's he's. I mean, it's one of the few new directors that I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. Anytime he has a new movie coming out. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, we're starting to get like a a new generation of. Um, horror thriller yeah. directors Auteurs. and you're like yeah these guys are these guys understand the art of it and they they want to make not just cheap jump scare movies but like super like artful movies like meaningful movies that like you know like okay let's just get into it okay ladies and gentlemen here's a mini one reel in of midsummer Spoilers ahead. Yes. <laughs> so just be ready for that. Big time spoilers. Um, the, the the way that he oh oh I don't know if you looked this up, but you know this movie started off as a as a um, a, just a regular slasher movie. I didn't. Realize That's the that. way that it was written at first, hmm. and then when Ari got his hands on it, he rewrote it after he went through a serious breakup. Ah. And that and is what inspired... A, became a breakup movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so he used that negative energy and turned it into this super creepy, uncomfortable, unsettling, mm-hmm. awkward, just ugh, movie yeah. that just makes you feel uneasy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a movie that, like... There were moments in the movie where I, 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 I um, identified with uh, Christian, the boyfriend character, mm-hmm. the shitty boyfriend. Yeah, because I've been a shitty boyfriend before. Yeah, and I, there were moments where I was like, dude, I, I, I acted just like that. What mm-hmm. a fucking mm-hmm. asshole! <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, yeah. I was such a fucking asshole. Yeah, and 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 like hating his character and mm-hmm. like seeing like it uh-huh. reflecting back uh-huh. at me, and I'm like, oh, God, I, I mean, hate me. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, but it was. I mean, it, you know, and and like I don't know if he pulled from himself mm-hmm. to write that character, yeah. but if he did, that's pretty like. It's it's really interesting. It's brave, and it's yeah. also kind of like, you know, it makes it more relatable. Yeah, that's art, baby. Yeah, you take your own experiences and turn it into a horror show. Yeah, for all the world to see. Mm. So you had been just chomping at the bit to yeah. watch this movie. I love Hereditary. Yeah, I love it. I love it as a a modern horror masterpiece is mm-hmm. what I would call it. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd been wanting to see what he followed it up with because there's the whole thing of the, the sophomore slump mm-hmm. that I was afraid of him getting into or it being a fluke, you know, like it, it just being this one really great movie that comes out and then the rest of his stuff is garbage. Yeah. All the reviews that I'd seen were, you know, looking positive. 
Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see it for myself. I knew that there was going to be lots of twists and turns. I tried to avoid all the social media as much as I could uh, because I also heard one of the first things I heard about it was go into it not knowing a thing about it. Yeah. And um, for the most part, I was successful. I had seen a thing or two on Twitter. What did you see? What did you know about the movie going into I it? I knew there was something involving a bear. <laughs> um, yeah. I had heard about it being possibly the worst date movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, that I, I saw the the publicity uh, kind of like a PR stunt they did where they were offering couples therapy to couples that had seen it together. Really? Yeah. Funny. Um, Funny. And I'd also heard that very vaguely, but I had heard that like there was a lot of controversy over whether the boyfriend character deserves his fate or not. Because mm. it seemed like a lot of the the dispute was over like. Was Christian really that bad of a guy, or was was it a bit of? Uh, well, of like, course he doesn't deserve to die. Well, yeah, but just I mean, for it, being a shitty boyfriend. But it could have been such a simpler movie if he did, if he was abusive, or if he was like a real shit heel. Right, but see, but he's not all the time. But but doesn't that make the decision it, harder? It is better that way. It's way better that way. If and, he was a piece of shit, he gets his comeuppance, and you feel good about right. it. Right. And also, the main character. What's her name? Uh, uh, I forgot her fucking name. Yeah. Anyway, her. Um, the main chick. She is also, a, you know, a flawed character, but she's not terrible. Right. She's loving and devoted and trying her best, but is also disturbed and very needy understandably but um it's like these characters were put in this place in this unfortunate place and we just have to see it on on you know roll out in front of us yeah i mean he he made it like i said i mean he made it a super uneasy danny was her name that's right uneasy uncomfortable situation to be in where you're like you're looking at these two people and you're like, oh, God, this is so hard to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be around this. I don't want to be around these people. I, I don't want to be in this situation. Yeah. Like, it's if, very uncomfortable. If, if they were real people, I'd have been like, dude, I, nope. I, I want to bail. I'm out. I don't want to be around them. I'm out. I don't want to be around them. They're arguing yeah. and they're making it super weird. I don't want to be Which around this. Which is, I feel like, what Ari Aster's best at. Yeah. So far it is, is relatable human relationships. Yeah. At their worst. Yeah, you know, like with Midsummer or with uh, with actually with um, Hereditary. Hereditary, it was all about the like nuclear family dynamic yeah. of that discomfort when, you know, your parents are fighting, or you know, you're there's something up with with the dynamic in the house. Yeah, something's wrong, or there's there's family trauma going on. Yeah, that's what that was all about. And this one, it starts off with sort sort of that same family trauma, but then we're isolated. With yeah. Danny, on her own, and it's more about relationship trauma, yeah, and the long death of a relationship that's already on its last legs. Basically, you, you know what I liked? I don't know if I don't know if you saw this the same way, but but the death of the parents and the sister, yeah. being a a horror red herring of mm. sorts. You know, like a misdirection. Because mm. I thought at first, I'm like they're going to be pretty pivotal to what is frightening about the movie. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then after a while, they're just not really even addressed anymore. No. 
it, there, there, there's there's pieces and yeah, you see yeah. little flashes of it but for the most part like that just informs Danny as a character right and not like it's not the central uh uh conflict or the central uh big scare no, of no, the no. movie it just I think that is used just to kick off her isolation yeah yeah it makes her lonely it makes her all on her own right she doesn't have her parents or her sister anymore and then you've got a standoffish boyfriend who doesn't really want to be around her, so she's literally alone. Right. All of her, all of his friends don't like her. They don't like her. They don't want her around. And the entire movie's her by herself until she gets to the commune. And they accept her and they immediately. Accept her and they love her, and yeah. they're all about her. And that punk-ass Pele. Yeah. Fucking hated that guy, man. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Even without him bringing them, bringing the lambs to the slaughter. Right. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Little snake. Little, little sneaky weasel. Sneaky sneak. Weasel drawing pictures and shit. Like you're fucking cute. Hey, keep this to yourself. I would have slapped the fuck out of him. I don't know Seen what that, that accent was. But yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you keep these yeah, pictures keep to, yourself. to yourself. You'll keep these to yourself and you do not chill, boyfriend. Yeah. It's like half German or uh, half Russian, half uh, Spanish, yeah. half Spain. A little bit. You'll keep these to yourself. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I would have slapped the if I yeah. saw that picture, like, who drew this nice-ass picture of you? <laughs> who drew this super artful, incredible, photogra- photographically real? Who, who fuck did this <laughs> shit? Who did? Was this that fucking, that motherfucker? Who wants to die? Who, who wants to get slapped the fuck up? Yeah. I, I didn't like, uh, he just seemed, he seemed like, I mean, he was like standoffish to the extreme. Like in the end, I know he's drugged up and stuff. A Christian, you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. But there's just moments where it just seems like, like, what are you doing? He, yeah, I, I feel like his his character was a little over the top sometimes. A little, yeah. I mean, all of them kind of were. I feel like a lot of them ended up kind of being caricatures in certain instances. I don't think I don't. I think the black guy was pretty down to earth. Yeah, I he was he was probably the most like well adjusted of all of them. Yeah. But I feel like specifically uh, the Will Will Poulter's character uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah, uh, his he was he was a cartoon character. Yeah, he was a cartoon character. And I mean, sure. it was it was fine because he and a few other small bit parts gave the film a little bit of early levity. Yeah, that we need because the Dude. rest of it was pitch black. <sighs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, overall, like I won't say it took me out of the movie, but it definitely made me. <clears throat> think of i don't know more like pulpy movies yeah he was a bit much he was just too over the top like his he was um he was pretty obviously the uh comedic relief yeah you know you don't want there to be a character who's like obviously the guy making mm-hmm. jokes because then it's like well yeah i mean that's the movie we're watching is like a parody of itself right like this there's the guy making the jokes the guy the pothead who can't take anything seriously and all that stuff. He doesn't go that far, but he Mm-mm. he definitely touches the line. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it was a bad performance. I'm just pissing saying on it. the tree. That was pretty funny, but yeah. also kind of like, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, think a little bit. We're just pissing on trees. Don't be that guy. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Like nobody with common sense would do that shit. You know, you're on like the sacred ground. The first thing I would, <laughs> I, the first thing I would ask is, where can I take a piss? Right. 
Is there an outhouse you or something? Toilets. You don't just you don't just turn around and go, oh that that looks like a nice. like. There's right. people everywhere. He just turns around and takes a piss. Not to mention, uh, like minutes earlier in the film, I'm sure he probably didn't. We could say he didn't see this in the the actual story, but minutes before they were shed, they were spraying the ashes of the, the yeah. two people who died. Yeah, man. They, on yeah. that tree. Yeah, no, that was kind of bonkers. Come on, Shane. Kind of bonkers. Come yeah, on, Shane. Come on, Shane. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I. Uh, I found it really effective. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's not a movie. Like, I feel like a lot of people will go into this movie the same way that they went into Hereditary if they didn't see Hereditary. Uh, and they will watch it and go, it wasn't even scary. Yeah. It's boring. It's stupid. It's just really weird. It's a really weird movie. I don't like it. Yeah. Because, you know, they're expecting what people expect nowadays out of a horror movie, which is The Conjuring or, yeah. you know... Uh, any other jump any, scare? Any, just, yeah, just pick any jump. Not scare that I don't movie. like The Conjuring. I think it's a pretty good movie. The but, Conjuring was, but all the fucking sequels. Yeah, like, no, no. The, the, ir- the, returns. the irony of beating a dead horse, just like <laughs> over it. I was like, come on, man, stop it. Man, what are we gonna? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm, I always get afraid when a a horror movie specifically comes out that isn't. A jump scarathon and yeah. isn't full of the loud noises out of the out of the blue with the piano stings and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh but from what I'd seen, this actually did pretty well. Yeah. Uh at least moderately well. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they made their nut on it. And that's really all they need to do. Right. Uh I feel like it got a lot of people talking. It became one of those things of like you have to see this movie. And I, I think that that's more important than you know, blowing the doors off the thing is like when you get when you get that reputation of being like an event movie, right? And not just oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean they did well enough. We I, I guess we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but they did well enough that they had a specific weekend that they re released it with mm. more footage added to it. Yeah. So when you when you can do that shows there's an audience for it. I wonder what version we watched. I would assume the original. Probably. Yeah. 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 We gotta find a director's cut. Or yeah. Buy a director's cut. Mm. Buy a director's cut. Okay. I, I thought you would never watch this movie ever again. I will never watch this movie again. Okay. No, honestly, <laughs> no. This is a movie where I, I, I could watch that movie again because now, like the you, like the feeling of unease and anxiety yeah. is gone. Now it's like now I can appreciate the film mm-hmm. for like all, all everything else, all the other right. aspects of it, the acting and and how they build these characters and all this stuff. Like, whereas when you first watch it, you're just like, Oh, when's going to happen? Yeah. Who's going to die first? What is anybody going to die? Because in the first, like 45 minutes, it's like, is anyone going to die? Is Mm -hmm. like, is that what this movie's about? For a minute there, I thought it was going to be this kind of bait and switch where like, we realized that Danny's the crazy one. Yeah. She's the one that's like freaking out on shrooms or something the entire time and having these, this bad trip. Yeah. But it's really just her. And like, these are harmless Townsfolk who are just having a good time, yeah. Uh, and this is all like in her head, but yeah, it's not true. No, no, they're, they're actually a cult. I'll tell you what, man. There's not a lot of like real world things that like are scary to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's look out, we got a badass over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, think about like what what's what what what's scary to you? What's scary? What scares you? Um. Hmm. What's your biggest fear? 
My biggest fear, other than like you know being super dramatic, like your mom dying and shit like that. Like let's, let's not talk about that shit. <laughs> They're not being a god. Yeah, yeah, um, that kind of shit. Like 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 a physical manifest manifestation of something. Um, probably like a a psycho with a gun or a knife that's just doesn't have a reason for killing and just wants to kill. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah, at like your door, that. you know, yeah, like that that kind of senseless shark reptile brain of I'm just here to kill something. Yeah, and you're here, baby. Let's right. go. That's scary to me, you know. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't like it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I like it. Okay. What about uh, you? Uh, the occult okay. is very frightening <laughs> to me because it's this. Um, it's this. It's human beings being allowing themselves to be controlled by a thing, mm. and 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 um. Uh, convicted by higher power yeah. that they believe when, wholeheartedly when, in. When you get a when you get a person who believes something outside of themselves so strongly mm-hmm. that they'll, I think that that kind of person would do anything. It's the opium of the masses, some would say. And so that's that's really frightening to me because that kind of person is so unpredictable and so fucking like. Just well convicted in what they believe in, right? You know, and when you get a person who is willing to die for their beliefs you get a person who is that's a pretty scary person yeah. depending on what those beliefs are <laughs> right, right you know there are a few things i'd die for personally right exactly so and so when you find a thing that you are willing to die for mm-hmm. you you big yeah and so <laughs> and scary anytime i see things like you know the manson family mm-hmm. or jim jones or you know this movie right like it's that that idea of uh, being in this 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 environment where Cult. you're yeah you're just around all these people who believe one thing and they're like you know everyone's okay like what like when the um when the old people commit a senicide side senicide I think it's called senicide well they fucking just kill themselves yeah it's it's senior side or senicide it's it's a word for when old people kill themselves because okay. they're old oh. not just like suicide but right. it's like I'm an old person. I'm killing myself because I don't uh-huh. want to get any older. Yeah. But uh, so basically, the concept is uh, th- this this um, uh, family of sorts. They believe that once you hit 72, you've hit the end of your life cycle, and so now you give yourself back to uh, the land and the spirit and all that stuff mm-hmm. by literally killing yourself. Right. All right. So they get up on this fucking mountain and they just <laughs> jump off. Jump off a cliff. And imagine like a person who's so convicted in their beliefs yeah, that they do that. And then everybody else watches and they go, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know, because that, you know, I mean, not to get dark, but think about suicide bombers. It's the same thing. No. Yeah. No, that's ex- exactly yeah. exactly it. The conviction of somebody who truly believes like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Or, like, or, yeah, uh, I'm going to kill myself. Kamikazes. You yeah. know, like I'm going to get in this plane. I'm going to kill myself. Right. I don't understand like why you're so like, why, why are you, why are you right. tripping about this, this right this now? This is, is an honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, they don't look at it. Like it's not scary. It's like, Oh my God, I'm excited. Right. To I do get to this. be part of this. Thank you. That's fucking frightening, man. Uh-huh. I'll tell you that. And then I have, I have another irrational fear. Okay. It's being, mistake it, it it's it's um 
it's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, okay. Being yeah, mistaken yeah. for a crazy person uh-huh. and being stuck in like an insane si- well, they don't call them insane asylums anymore. Just like a f- mental health facility. There you go. <laughs> Beautifully done. Thank you. Beautifully done. I write for a living. And uh being stuck in one of those. Yeah. And of I, course you're going to say you're not crazy because right. you're crazy. Be- exactly. Right. And and uh the the biggest one is like the the ending of Spoilers if you haven't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> or read it. Or, yeah. You heathens. Um, read a book. Getting a lobotomy. Yeah. You know? And like, and actually being stuck like that. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. It's, that's, that is that's fucking frightening, awful. man. Um, famously, Alfred Hitchcock had a huge fear of authority, specifically police. He uh, had a fear of them? Yeah. And his, you'll notice in a lot of his films, if you watch them over, there's often a common theme of the police being like an oppressive force or like there being this oppressive force uh, over the you characters. Mean, you mean like in real life? Yes. But his specific fear was kind of similar to yours where uh, it's like mistaken identity. Uh, that they're looking for somebody, but he just happens to fit the bill. Right, and right. They arrest him. This and, powerlessness and, because they yeah. believe, like, no, you're definitely the guy. That and authority you over say. somebody, like, yeah. freaked him out. I always stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, like, that's that's an awful thought. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, like, some of these guys who, you know, you read these stories about these guys who've who've been in jail for like 20 years, and then DNA exonerates them. It's like this guy spent the better part of two decades. I can't imagine. With people thinking he murdered somebody. Yeah. And he's sitting in his jail cell every night going, I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, we're all innocent here, bud. That's crazy. I couldn't handle that. That is, that's, I don't know how that's not the scariest thing in the world. That there's this body of people who are like, if we decide that you did do it, whether or not you did do it, if 12 people believe you did do it, you're going to jail. Yeah, and I mean that has to be even worse is the fact that all these people don't believe you. Right. And you're and going, then, I didn't do it. <laughs> all of society doesn't believe you. It's like it's even frustrating when you're a kid and your mom is like, Did you break this vase? And you're like, yeah. I didn't fucking do it. Right. And they don't believe you. Yeah. Be- but it's like you're the only one who would have done it. <laughs> there was there was a time. There was a time. I forget if I've told the story on the podcast before. Uh brief aside from one real in. <laughs> As you can notice, yeah. Um, um, I think and, we've already taken a side. Yeah, as uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, my cousin Jason, the guy who did all the scary stories for me. Yes, I was out at Waterford Lakes with him. The, the horror genius. That the is. horror genius. Yeah, the horror <laughs> auteur. Uh, <coughs> we were out at uh, Waterford Lakes. We we're at the Best Buy there. Yeah, and he was he was over there looking at CDs. I was going through the video games back and, when they used to have CDs. Back when they had CDs. Yeah. And uh, he's, I think he was looking at like a reggaeton CD and he put it back because he didn't want it and kept walking. Uh, and then we were, we didn't find anything else we wanted. So we started to leave and the security guard came up and not even a security guard, like the best buy security guard yeah. popped out of the side and was like, excuse me, gentlemen, <laughs> excuse me, step aside, please. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we, we walk aside. And uh, he is wow, so bad. rude. My bad. Um, he, this this security guard, he's a, he's like a short guy with a polo, as yeah. you'd expect. Of course. And uh, he's like, 
Um, so do either of you have something that uh, belongs to the store? <laughs> and we're like, no, <laughs> we don't. And he goes, okay, well, uh, let me let me let me bring you inside the uh, the office real quick. We're gonna we have uh, the police are on the way. <laughs> and we're like, okay, sure thing, bud. <laughs> And uh, the guy like separated us, mm-hmm. like this is a fucking investigation. Oh my god! And he goes, so uh, you know the guy you're with there, uh, we have video of him taking a CD. We know he did. It's yeah. on video. So just just say it, and you know we can we can let him put it back, and it's not going to be a big deal. And I said, he didn't take a CD. Yeah, I saw him put it back. He didn't take a CD. It turns out the CD case was open already because somebody else did it before. Uh, took the CD out and reclosed it. It was like a two disc or something. And he took one of the discs. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like, okay, well, we'll just wait to see what the cops have to say about this. And so they bring Jason out again. Like we're both outside of the, the interview room or whatever they had there. Yeah. And he's like, listen. Guys, I don't want this to be a big deal. Just give the CD back. And my cousin Jason goes, we don't have the fucking CD. Get out of my fucking face. And he goes, just wait one minute. And he walked back, came back. And he goes, okay, well, you guys can go ahead and, and go now. Didn't even apologize. Nothing. Motherfucker. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I'm fucking believable. You son of a bitch. Hmm. Hope he had a flat tire. Goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. But that little experience alone, like, made my blood boil. Yeah. I could hear the blood in my head. Yeah, imagine. imagine. And I can only imagine (laughs) if somebody's like, you killed that motherfucker. Imagine just being a black dude in a store getting racially profiled. God damn it. I mean, it's fucking tough. Yeah. Fucking tough. Yeah. We, I mean, you know, we, uh. We def we both we both live with a little bit more privilege than the next guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like I, me as a as a half black person, like I don't have to deal with any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk around looking like. Uh, now I deal with some of the probably some of the um, the prejudices of of Hispanic people, brown people problems. Yeah, <laughs> definitely brown people problems. Yeah, but not black people problems. Oh, that, I mean, that was only that was one of. Multiple issues at Waterford Lakes. Yeah, I can only imagine. There was the time where, uh, actually, I think it was me and Jason were out again. Jason's a troublemaker, man. Yeah, he he it looks just, like a troublemaker. It follows him. Yeah, but uh, we were with Greg too. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So Talk about racial profiling. Two, two two brown guys and a black guy. Yeah. Hanging out. Shout out to Greg. Yeah. Shout out to Greg, man. Old friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were out there just hanging out, doing what we did. We would walk around Waterford Lakes before we would go to bars and stuff. We would just peruse Waterford Lakes and yeah. hang out and talk and get food. And that was it. Watch a movie, maybe. Yeah. That was the time. And uh, so we were done out there. We walked back uh, to the car. And as we got to his car, and forgive me, listeners, if I've said the story before, but it just comes to mind. I don't think you have. Literally, like five cop cars swarm us around his car. Yeah, I would remember this story. And uh, we're all like, what the fuck is happening right now? And uh, like literally they have the lights on us. They're they're, like behind their doors and shit. And like one officer comes out and is like, hey, guys, uh, 
what's going on? We're like, you, you, you tell us, sir. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, uh, you know, we, we heard that uh, you guys, somebody, somebody overheard you guys talking about uh, getting a gun. What? And that's what we said because we had zero conversation about anything having to do with guns. And uh, we're like, yeah, no idea what you're talking about, but okay. And so the guy's like, all right, well, you know, just you might like, do you mind if I pat you guys down real quick? And we're like, fucking go ahead. Go ahead. Get over with. As mind you, as like families are walking by going, oh, my God. Yeah. Look at these people. <laughs> of course, it'd be the black and it's brown. The black people. and browns. You feel the collective judgment of Waterford Lakes. Oh yeah, glad they caught them. <laughs> We're safer now. We're safer now. And uh, yeah, I mean, they pat us down. They did a quick look around his car from mm-hmm. the outside. And we're like, okay, guys, just you know, sorry, we we had to check. You know, think <laughs> this is what got me. The cops like, you know, everything changed after nine eleven. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I went, all right, man. Unbelievable. Have a good one, sir. It's kind of crazy, man, when you don't, uh, when you're young and you don't know your rights and you're just oh, yeah. like, because your thought process is like, well, I've got nothing to hide. Right, 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 right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do you what, know? do whatever you got to do. Yeah. And so in, in both of those instances, like you, de- you, you, you were well within your rights to just be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, like I mean, at Best uh, Buy, you could have just walked out. Yeah. Like, you guys... Come with me. No. No. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You gonna, what are you going to do? Right. Mr. Polo, like, <laughs> are you going to stop me? I'm leaving. Sir, you're a polo, not popo. And then, uh, uh, you know, and you could have just refused the fucking pat down. Yeah. That, happened, that happened to me in Tehran, actually. Um, it was way back in the day, man. We were coming home from, we were watching some movie or something. I was in my piece of shit Dodge Neon. And it was me and him, and we got pulled over. And, uh, you know, they're just like, do you mind if we search the car? And, and I knew, you know, we were like 16. I was like, well, there's definitely nothing in the car. It's my car. So I don't give a shit. And I think about that situation all the time because we were, we were outside of the car sitting on the curb while these guys like tore my car apart looking Mm -hmm. for something. And like, it never registered to me until later on. That it's like that was fucked up. Yeah, I, they, they shouldn't like. Why? What? What yeah. was the suspicion? My, we weren't, we weren't drunk. Right. We weren't, we weren't smoking. We didn't smell like weed because I didn't even fucking smoke weed at that point. Like I, I, I hadn't had a drink. Or, or to this day, or ever. Right. Duh. Uh huh. I had, I had done nothing at yeah. that point. Sixteen years old, I had done nothing. You'd done some cheeseburgers. Exactly. And even that, at that point, dude, my metabolism just burned right through those fucking things. Yep. So there was literally zero um, uh, probable cause. Mm-hmm. And yet I was like, I don't give a fuck. Tear the fucking car apart. Right. Turn the fucking thing my, upside down. Okay, so my perspective, whenever something like that would happen to me, was... Like you said, I have nothing to hide, so go right ahead. But also, it was almost a thing of like, I want you to waste your time yeah. and look stupid yeah. when you find nothing. And looking back, it's like, no, you. I mean, like, you should have just said no. Right. You can't do that. Right. Because I, I understand that feeling of like, right, wanting to prove like that I've was got always to hide. that was always my my mentality of like, 
do whatever you got to do, man. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Because then at the end, he's like, eh, we didn't find Yeah, anything. I guess we have to let he, you go. And you just be like, yeah, yeah of course I know. Didn't. Like I said. Yeah. Like I said. Prove him right. Or prove him wrong, I should yeah. say. But then at, but then you're like, you know, you get older and you're like, no, nah, I mean. That's an invasion. Have, yeah, they just shouldn't have fucking. <laughs> it's intrusive. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's. It's fucked. Anyway, so midsummer. So midsummer, yeah. Midsomar, if you will. <laughs> midsomar. Uh, okay, so something that I recommend for people who have watched Midsomar yeah. at this point is to go on your podcast app after you listen to us and yeah. like and rate and subscribe and, and subscribe and all that stuff is to go to the A24 podcast because they have a really good conversation with Ari Aster and the director of The Witch and the soon-to-come-out Lighthouse yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, his name's Robert Eggers. Uh, he's an he's another one of those directors, like I was saying, like somebody I look forward to now. Yeah, a new director that I've I've found something. Wait, what has he done before the Lighthouse? Uh, the the witch. witch, and and then what? Anything before that? No, 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 that no. that's most? that was his big come out. Okay, was the Witch, which I love. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, old ball and chain. They have a good conversation. Speaking uh-oh. of, oh, hey, uh-oh. just let him out. Let him out. Hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they uh, they have a really good conversation on there about both of their movies and their styles of directing. Yeah. And it was something that Robert Eggers said about Midsomar, which is how he pronounce it, which is why I'm sounding pretentious right now. <laughs> um, Just in case you didn't realize. Right. Um, he has a reason for being pretentious this time. Yes. Uh, so the thing I didn't re- that didn't connect with me immediately was that. Uh, Robert Eggers said in his second viewing of Midsomar uh, was that he can't help but see. Okay, let him back in now. He can't help but see uh, everything happening in the story around Danny. Yeah. Like it all from the very beginning has to do with Danny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas before when I when I, we watched it, I didn't necessarily see her i mean i saw her as the main character obviously right but it didn't seem like she, like the world was revolving around her but it really does uh when it, everything around her starts to become like a manifestation of her loneliness or yeah. her her need for uh compassion or human contact or yeah love and eventually it all comes to this apex where at the very end of it she is the center of the universe yeah. for this thing you know she starts off in this desperate, lonely place and becomes this God yeah. essentially, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's something that, um, when I watched it, that, um, that was pretty, pretty, uh, that's the way that I saw the film mm-hmm. from the jump was yeah. like, everything's kind of revolving around her. I guess maybe just because I, uh, I don't know. I guess I just focused on her the most mm-hmm. and like everything just seemed like a, like we were almost uh like she was almost the narrator of the film. Yeah. You know, not so much, you know, we're not seeing it from her perspective cuz we're seeing it happen as it happens. Yeah. You and, know, at at first I kind of thought that it would be like a joint story between her and Christian. Yeah. I thought that Christian would play more of like an essential. I mean, he does play a central role, but I thought it would be more of like Throughout the entire movie, we could kind of see it from both of their sides. Yeah. Which we kind of can. But it ends up ultimately being Danny's story. Yeah. I just thought it would be more of this duality thing of like... 
Christian being a bit more gray than he is because he ends up being, you know, it's pretty obvious he's supposed to be a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. Not that he deserves to burn alive in a bear if costume. He doesn't deserve to die. But um, I just feel like it. it hmm. I mean, I love it the way it is. I'll say that. I love it the way it is. Yeah. But I feel like if they made him almost more of a sympathetic character, it could have been even just a hint better. Yeah. I you agree know? with that. Just a hint better. He was very easily dislikable. Yeah. He did things where you're like, fuck this guy. He did the bare minimum. Yeah. The bare well, minimum. Well, for her, for sure. And then to his friends, he was a piece of shit, really. Yeah. When he sold out Josh, the black Ugh. guy, when he sold him out, I was like, fuck him. I'm done with him now. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with him. Yeah. There's no redeeming quality left in this and, dude. But And I feel like that was... That was done purposefully because that's literally right before the climax. Yeah. Uh, that's right before he has sex with that chick and everything goes downhill. What a what a fucking strange scene that was, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. weird. I just, and, and, you know, I know a lot of mainstream moviegoers will see that and be like that's just fucking weird. like why would you do why would you put that in the movie it's weird it goes on way too long it's strange it goes on really it makes long. me uncomfortable i love that that exists that was like that is what i go to the movies for make yeah. me uncomfortable make make me see something i don't want to see 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 i think that's the difference between me probably cuz i i i watch a movie and if it makes me uncomfortable, that's a byproduct of the film, that's fine. Right. But I'm not looking for that sensation. Well, don't watch David Lynch films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's probably true. Yeah. But I'm just so happy that uh, that movies like Midsommar and The Witch and Hereditary yeah. exist nowadays. Yeah. You know, you... you you do have those popcorn horror movies that are all about the jump scares, all about the quiet moments and these stings that come out bang out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he but scared Frankie with that. Good. I'm glad he deserves it. But <laughs> I, I'm also glad that there are these like deeply unnerving kind of genre films. Genre. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like it's a heightened genre film. Yeah. They're and I they're, love that. they're fully embracing what they are. And at the same time, making like these really smart decisions with the movies mm -hmm. that like they're um they're asking questions they're they're asking like these philosophical questions and they're they're posing these situations to you that you haven't seen in horror movies in a really long time right it reminds me of like a 70s horror movie yeah like uh rosemary's baby right or something you know exactly Movies where, like, you have to... It's not just about, like, oh, this is a horrible situation that everybody's in and, you know, who knows what's... But, like, you're asking philosophical questions. Mm -hmm. You're asking moral questions. You're thinking, what would I do in that situation? Because right. jump scare movies are easy to think, what would I do in that situation? Leave. I would leave. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I would yeah. do in every one of those movies. I would leave. I would jump and leave. I would jump and leave. Right. The first thing that scared me, I'd leave. Right. <laughs> I just wouldn't stick around. I'd leave. Yeah. Honestly, in midsummer, I'd leave. Yeah. The first thing that was creepy, I'd be like, I'm done with this place, man. This place is weird. But, but maybe that's my inherent fear of the occult. And be. I would have seen all these people wearing white, and I would have seen too many white people, and I would have been like, <laughs> you know what? I want to leave. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to clarify something for you. The occult, as you've been saying, is something different than a cult. 
the occult is like Satanism and demonology and that kind of stuff. That's the occult. Yeah. Cults are the belief in something. Or someone. Or someone that is almost at a religious sense or is a religious sense. But I mean, okay. They kind of go hand in hand in most instances. Not all of them. Not every. I Mm -hmm. I understand that there is a distinction. I see what you're saying. For instance, for instance, uh, the witch and hereditary have to do with the occult. Right. Whereas Midsummer has to do with a cult. Right. Because that doesn't have to do with like demons and devils. There's no real. It's it's pagan. There's no real. uh, There's no religion to it at all. But then again, paganism is hand in hand with the occult as well. So. We're splitting hairs here. Yeah, I think so. We're splitting hairs. But I understand why you would make the distinction. Yes. I get you. Just want to be on, you know, yeah. on the up and up here. Yeah, I get you. Anyway, so all that being said, I know we didn't go through a full uh, uh, story synopsis. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you but you listened li- to you Yeah, you definitely listened shouldn't this. have been listening to this. You shouldn't have been listening to this. But... If you're still interested, because we didn't give away, we didn't give away Too everything. Much. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty. We, def- we didn't. We didn't give away the main things and who dies and all that. Correct. Stuff. Correct. So you definitely could still watch the movie. Yeah, so, I would recommend it even if you listen. To fuck this yeah. yeah, watch that movie, man. So, I mean, if you're like me and you don't like, you get secondhand embarrassment and anxiety for people really <laughs> easily. You're gonna feel uncomfortable, dude. They're like halfway through it, I was just like. Oh, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. I don't like this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. Yeah. And a movie that can make you feel that in a way that is not... Like, you don't feel it because the acting is bad or the mm-hmm. writing is bad, but yeah. you feel it because they want you to yeah, yeah. feel that's, that that's feeling. That's the intended feeling. And if that's the case, then you're like, yes, do it. this dude is doing something right. Yeah. This fucking movie is... This is a good fucking movie. Right. So... Yeah. I don't regret putting it off. <laughs> because, I mean, dude, it's like the only thing I thought about for the next two days. Yeah. I was just sitting at work just thinking about it. I was telling you, mm-hmm. I was like, all I was thinking about was just like not plot points or like character development or acting or just, I was just, just watching it again in my head. Just, yeah. oh, just going back Imagery. over. Yeah. Huh? Imagery of it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the striking imagery of the movie, like, yeah. uh, like that, the climactic ending and yeah. all this stuff. Just see, seeing her smiling face, and mm-hmm. by the way, that actress is the cutest. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's I mean, precious. I hate that she went through all of those things because she is adorable. Mm-hmm. I would just eat her up. I love her so much. Uh, Hannah, something I think. Look I'll, up, look the, look up the actress' in, name. In literally a second. She's just the most. Just, just the most. Just the. Her just, name is Florence Pugh. Florence. Florence Pugh. P U G H. Right. That's like correct. Pugh. Yeah, she's so just adorable. Yeah. Just adorable. Perfect. And I, like, I hated watching all these bad things happen to her. She was like the cutest, nicest person. Again, that's on purpose. Yeah. I and, hated and how I hated how understanding she was. I know. I wish she dude. had more of a backbone. I just wanted her to just one. I thought I thought at the at the point of the ending that, that she would finally get a backbone and be like, mm-hmm. "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. I thought that that was going to be the, but instead it went in a different direction. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like. Okay, if we're not trying to outright spoil stuff, yeah, I think we've passed the limit of spoilers. Yeah, because we've recommended the movie. Correct, now. correct. Uh, I would have liked to have seen 
a more direct uh, a more direct comeuppance in yeah. that way that you're saying of like a fuck you, a direct yeah. fuck you. Yeah. We don't ever get that satisfaction. Yeah. We don't. It's no. it's more of a subtle thing. It's more of a, these are the uh, results of an action. Yeah. But we don't get a direct fuck you. Yeah. It's more just sad. It's just sad. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what the movie's ultimately about is a long, drawn out, sad, brutal breakup. You know what I like? That there are movies that are coming out now that are uh, going against the grain and giving us bad endings. Yeah. Sad endings. Uh Endings that go against, you know, everybody's fine at the end Mm -hmm. or whoever survived, survived. And, you know, we're we're, we're getting movies uh, considering like the filmmakers that we've talked about and like Jordan Peele, another horror auteur, as they say. Both of both of well the first uh, uh um not not uh not us but um um his first movie oh uh um how do you make me forget it <laughs> oh my god I, I passed it to you yeah you really did uh uh oh, fuck <laughs> we've talked about the how? movie a how did we times. forget the name of this movie get out get out get, get out. out get out holy get out. shit so get out has a good ending but us if you haven't seen us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't end well. Well, we talked about we talked a bunch about us. We did talk a lot. We, yeah, about yeah, us. we had a mini uh um one, one reel in for us yeah. too. So, right. whatever. Just what I'm saying is there we we have directors and writers who are taking chances yeah. where back in the day they weren't allowed to because no. studios would go, "Okay, I get it, but at the end we have to have a happy ending." Right. It doesn't matter what this movie's about. You need to leave the audience satisfied. Yeah. And, you know, you can have like a stinger in the end, like, uh, like you know. Set up the sequel. Yeah, you can do that. But like, you know, we have to have survivors. It has to end with people cheering. And now we have movies where like it ends and you're just, you just feel empty inside. <laughs> you know, you just walk yeah. away like, fuck. Maybe things aren't so good. Yeah. And that's art, baby. Yeah. That's that's jazz, baby. Got that right. So as an official semi small little baby, one reel in. Uh huh. Since you stole my segment. Sorry, I didn't mean to it's fine. It. it's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um <laughs> uh let's give it a score. Uh, bottle caps? Bottle of course. What show are we on? Stupid question. What show are we on? I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Yes, ball caps. What score would you give it out? Six ball caps. Five. 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 I think I'm going to just stick with five. Okay. I was going to go with a five uh, specifically because I think uh, Hereditary is just a half step better. A hair better. Yeah. I give, yeah. That, I give Hereditary 5.5. Same. Yeah. Same. So that, that was my... Uh, my ranking. Predatory is so, <laughs> so Ugh. weird and uh, frightening. And I talked to somebody who watched it the other day and like they were halfway through the movie and just were like, I don't really, I don't get why you're so hyped up on this movie. Ugh. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid. Are you on your phone when you're watching it? Probably. Probably. Are you listening to the One Beer and Podcast when you're Hopefully. watching it? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the only excuse you have. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just fucking, I mean, we've talked about it, but it's just so annoying when people yeah. like, like if you, if, if you're, if you're a horror movie fan and you go, I didn't, I didn't think it was that scary. I didn't like the way that it was written, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fine. Right. I, I like that conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I will tell you straight out, both the witch and hereditary are both not movies for everybody. Right. They are not made to be movies for everybody. Right. The jump scare movies are for everybody. Really? Yeah. Those are like the blockbuster horror movies. Yeah. You know, so it has a little bit of everything for everybody. It's yeah. fine. But it's only it, it only goes so deep. Tom Segura is in this new movie called The Countdown. Have you seen the trailer for yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I have actually. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. I appreciate that he's like, because when I listen to him, I'm a big fan of Tom Segura. And we, I can, we both are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I mean, I was a fan first. But uh, uh, well, I get it. Uh, I get it. Uh, I get it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. You, li- you like him, too. Do you like him, too? Yeah, you were I mean, you were there. Yeah, you were definitely there. We're uh we're we're the original two bears. Yeah, one game. <laughs> actually, when I when I listen to him and he he talks about like the uh, the uh, auditions he's going on and stuff, like I can tell that he wanted to be an actor. Yeah, you know, you can just tell. Mm. Like the like the movies that he's gone out for, and like the movies that he's done and stuff, like and the way that he talks about acting, like you can tell he wanted to be yeah, an actor, like aspirational, and he still wants to be an actor, and that's why he's still going out for these auditions, even though he's like one of the biggest stand up comedians yeah. in the world. I mean, it can only help. In that. Of course, yeah, but doing a horror movie, I think I don't know if I talked about it on the show. No, I didn't. I didn't. Hmm. I think that that's the hardest acting, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I honestly you did. think you talked I did. about that. Yeah, I talked, yeah, yeah. I just, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't do it, dude. Yeah, and I, you know, fucking, yeah, I commend anybody who. Oh yeah, I did because the the scream queens. We talked about all right. the best scream queens. That's right. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. And so for like a comedian to be like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that shit. I mean, it just. Uh, I appreciate you, motherfucker. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, we talked about it before, but I feel like horror and comedy are so intertwined. Yeah. As, I mean, in my mind, easily the hardest genres to do. True. You know, it's just, it's all about timing. Because we've done them all. Yeah. Yeah. And horror, imagine doing a horror comedy. I don't know how you would balance (laughs) that. That would be. Tightrope. They don't work. They don't work. A lot of them don't. Which ones have worked? Shaun the Dead. Okay, yeah. You big stupid idiot. You're actually you're absolutely right. Oh that one God. works perfectly. Name another one. Monster Squad. Name another one. <laughs> Name a top ten. Another one. Another one. Um Exactly. Wait, 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 wait. Exactly. Uh the 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 Woody Harrelson one. You the zombie stupid. one. The zombie one. Uh, that movie though, Zombie Zombieland, Zombie Land, yeah. That movie to me is just a pure comedy. Hmm. There's nothing there's nothing scary about it. There's nothing like that movie's like a pure comedy. Hmm. Oh, there's some horror elements. There's some jump scares no, in there. I I don't think there is, man. There are, there are. There are a couple. I guess like in the beginning with uh uh Homegirl, I forgot her fucking name. When he kills her with the toilet seat or whatever. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. that. And I guess there's some, but I mean, that movie to me is like just more of like a just 
That's yeah. a that's a comedy with horror elements. Okay. Shaun of the Dead is like that's a legit zombie movie that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at that. Like they okay. just they made a real zombie movie that also happens to be funny. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. I mean the I mean cuz 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 it's not it's not about the jump scares. It's about the oppressive nature yeah. of a disease you feel going worried. through an entire community. Yeah, yeah you feel worried. You feel right. like how are they going to get out of this because yeah. all it's going to do and that's the best uh, um zombie movies yeah. is it's this idea that What's going to happen is once it hits one person, all it's going to do is continue to spread until the entire community is taken over. And it's like all you have is time. There's no solution. You just need to get the fuck out as fast as you can. There's no solution to this. Wait for the military to come in. That's why um, 28 days later, well, not 28 days, 28 weeks. days is a different kind of horror. 28 weeks mm-hmm. is like that because yeah. once the dad gets into the community yeah. and it and it starts to spread, or, or yeah, it's the dad. The dad yeah. gets in and then he kills the mom and then they break out and then, and then it just starts spreading, mm-hmm. right? And then they're in the fucking parking garage and they're trying to get out yeah. and it's yeah. like it's like moving from the bed. Yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, that's just so fucking, yeah. that shit is genius to those, me dude those movies i love uh the 28 days and 20 weeks later yeah but i going back to our last conversation last week they're almost movies i don't like to revisit because they make me so anxious yeah because it, the threat is so high yes like you get any of that blood or spit or anything in your eye mm-hmm. in your mouth that's it. in your ears and your nose and you're turned that's yeah. it there's no coming back and it's they're like they're fast they're they're ravenous yep uh, and that just is too much for me. It's a bloodborne <laughs> pathogen with like rabies like qualities. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, I like shit I like shit like that. Yeah. What about uh Revenge of the Living Dead? Or Return of the Living Dead, I should say. What do you consider that? That movie I would consider a horror comedy. Okay. And a movie that is on the level of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. That it's like... Because that has real stakes in it. Yes. It's oppressive. And it's, and it's actually creepy and scary. Right. And then... See, here's the thing with that movie, okay? <clears throat> For me personally, I saw that movie when I was really young. Yeah, there's lots of tits. Yes. Yeah. But that movie scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Because I had no context for like horror movies. I, was, I think that was like the first one I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And it was super scary. Yeah, the way that they start turning when they're in the uh, um, the crematorium. Yeah, and their bodies start to uh, uh, exhibit signs of rigor mortis and stuff, mm-hmm. and they look really fucked up. And then like the naked chick when she kills the homeless dude, her mouth is like super. She like jumps out of the fucking smog, yeah. and she like, <laughs> dude, all of that shit scared the fuck out of me. Send then when I- more cops. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then he gets back on the thing and he goes, send more paramedics. That's right. That's right. It's like, that's, that's so line. stupid. Brains. That is so stupid. Brains. <laughs> oh, man. So stupid. Yeah. When you're a kid, though, you have no context for right. that. So, like, that shit is not stupid. It's not comedic. Oh, no, it's it, scary. No, no, no. I mean, even as an adult, uh, that movie, the way those zombies work where, like, they don't die. 
No. They just keep going. Yeah. Like you, it, there's no rule. There's no Romero rules where you chop off the head or, or kill the brain and right. they, they're dead. They just, their individual limbs keep moving. Yeah. And there's no way of killing them. If you, even if you burn them, their ashes, their smoke can go and infect other people right. too, or infect the, the rest of the, the dead. And, and it was anything that was dead. It yeah, wasn't just animals. like, re- yeah, it was oh, like the, the thing that always fucked me up about that movie was when they're doing, uh, when they're in the crematorium, yeah. I think it was in the crematorium or in, in that facility or whatever that they were in originally. Yeah. And the, uh, they have that dissected dog. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's going, <laughs> yeah, man, that shit is like, fucked ah. up. Yeah. That uh, shit is fucked up. Yeah. And you see your your two, what you assume to be your hero characters, the doctor and the apprentice, essentially, yeah. the teenager, uh, just slowly turn into the zombies. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Uh, I think they're like just security guards, right? Because the friend of the old guy is the guy who runs the crematorium. That's right. Which is like across the street or some shit. <laughs> yeah, they're in they're in a facility where underneath in like the basement they have the remains from the movie Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. So there's one They have him in like three pods. Yeah, there's one pod in particular that they that the the older guy, whatever he is, a security guard or, or like a maintenance man or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, he tells the teenager, "Hey, you want to see something cool?" Yeah. And they they bring him down there and it's like sealed by the u.s government yeah and they they've just kept one sealed away why why they have it just because who fucking knows yeah all right i need you to do me a favor okay i need you to vamp for like 20 seconds okay 30 seconds i gotta take a piss all right can you bring back more beer it's like the joe rogan podcast brains <laughs> thank you oh uh marco's peeing in my toilet right now um he asked me to vamp real quick so what I want to tell you guys is we really appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, and sharing. It means the world to us. I know it, it, it seems like a hassle, but really, even if you just want to leave us a an honest review of our podcast, it, it really does help us out. If you'd like us to feature a specific beer, go ahead and send us a message on social media. Let us know what breweries we should be looking out for. Uh, mind you, we are in Central Florida, and so... Anything that's local would probably be preferred, but if you guys want to send us some beer, you just let us know about that too. Anyway, uh, we haven't gotten Halloween Horror Nights this year yet, and we only have three weekends coming up in which to do so. Uh, so we're thinking about either going this upcoming weekend or the weekend after, uh, but I'm really interested to hear from you guys. If Anybody who's ever, or not who's ever been, uh, but who's been recently, let us know what your favorite houses are so we know what to prioritize. Because I think this year we're all kind of broke. So we're not going to go with the, the Fast Pass. And obviously not going to go with the Freaking Fear Pass because, you know, it's almost over. Uh, so let us know what your top five are, what we need to hit. And we may do that and get back on the mics and let you know what we thought about them. Who, the, who are you talking to? Oh, your mom mostly. <laughs> How difficult was it for you to vamp? It wasn't that bad. No? No. I just told I told everybody how much we appreciate their likes, subscribes, and shares, uh, their honest ratings and reviews, and also said that we're not going, or we haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights yet this year, but we are going to be going. And if anybody has been, to give us their top five houses. That's a good idea, man. Because uh, we're not going to do the Frequent Fear Pass, obviously, this year, because we only have a couple weekends left, um, and we're not going to do the Fast Pass because we're broke. So Yeah. 
let us know what we can't miss this year, and we'll make sure to do it and report back. I like that. I like that idea, bro. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like really classic horror comedies. Yeah. Um, There's probably some that were worth forgetting, or people are just like screaming, like, "How could you forget this one? It's <laughs> classic." Uh, I mean, they're like sci-fi horror comedies, like Attack the Block. Yeah, I mean, the problem with like a horror comedy is like it's such a, it's such a niche thing to do. Yeah. It's such a like you could consider scary movie a horror comedy. But, Kinda. But that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like that's a comedy comedy though. But what's the difference between that? Well, uh, I, is I, that it's not legitimately scary? Yeah, I think that's the main. To you, I mean, it's not. I mean, scary it's not scary. anybody. It's not fucking really. scary. Yeah, um, I think something that's more on the line would maybe be like Scream, because it's a horror movie, but then there are parody elements. Scream's to it. actually. When I first watched that, that movie was actually scary. Yeah, I mean, it works as a horror movie. Yeah, but there are, if if you know horror well enough, it can be sort of a, a touch of comedy in there because it's a parody. You know? Yeah, You're, they're talking about the rules. It's very meta. They're talking about the rules of horror. The best thing Jamie Kennedy ever did. Yes. Oh, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Oh, what a great example! Cabin mm-hmm. in the Woods there is an go. amazing movie. Good job. That's um, a good do you one. remember the movie Slither? Yes, of course. That uh, that was what I considered. We've talked a, about this on the podcast. Slither? Really? You've talked about Slither. You've brought it up a couple oh, times. Okay. I just I just recently bought it on uh, streaming, so that's why Would I remember. Would you consider it. Evil Dead a horror comedy? Um, not the original. The second one. The second one, right? Is, is and then Army of Darkness is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But not the first one. No, the first, first one, one seems more legit. The first one was supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. And they just didn't have a budget. Yeah. The second one, they realized to lean into some of the, the slapstick elements yeah. of it. They knew but, what they had. They were like, yeah. "Oh, right. we looked at this wrong. It's not a horror movie. It's right. a horror comedy." Right. Right. So yeah, there's some Three Stooges in there. Yeah. Uh, but it's also in, in moments to be taken seriously. Yeah. And seriously scary. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a good example too, actually. Yeah, hmm. I like that one. Yeah, maybe there are more than we uh, than we've realized. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's just hard to do. It's it's a it's a tightrope walk. Yes, it's yeah. That and that that's the most important thing. It's like anybody who's able to do that shit, anybody who's able to write a movie that works on both levels. Right. Look at this guy sneaking in. Come on. Hey. Come on. Bo. Uh, they're so strange. <laughs> Got some weird dogs, man. Yeah, they're weird. But yeah, that tightrope walk yeah. of of trying to balance those both of those genres. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's much easier to make like a dramedy, you know? Yeah. I feel like those those pair more easier, more well easier together. I, yeah, well, I think dramedy is the most human emotion. Yeah. You know, it's the easiest thing to tap into Mm because you're like most people. They're not as like diametrically opposed. Yeah. As uh, drama or or as as horror. Whenever you go through anything in life, the first thing that you want to do is try to find the humor in it. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you're going to stay sane. Right. You know, and so that's why that that 
um, genre of movies, like is I think is the most relatable because it's like that's all that, that's all we ever do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. Life is a fucking dramedy, man. Oh yeah, man. It's a fucking dramedy, man. Speaking of dramedies, man. Uh, if, any, Go ahead. <laughs> if anybody's seen the Joker, um, shut up. Yeah, no, no fucking. <laughs> Can't spoilers. talk about it. Yet. We, we've we've been waiting. We've been waiting too long. That I know. That it's an issue. It's an issue. I know. And I said this because. I go on Twitter and some douchebag on Twitter. You not say what I'm, the I'm not, Of course I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you but, spread it like a zombie virus. <laughs> somebody fucked up and, and, well, they didn't fuck up. They put it on there because, you know, their meme was more important than people enjoying the, the movie. Their shitty fucking meme. I've seen tons of Joker memes that don't spoil anything. One person, well, it, was one, it wasn't even a person who I knew. It was just some random... That that's what drives me the craziest is it's a person who I followed uh-huh. liked another person's tweet who I don't follow. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you put this on my timeline. I didn't even find this. You brought this to my attention. Right. I didn't want this. This was <laughs> involuntary. You brought this. You put this on me. That's what makes me even more mad about it. Yeah. But uh, it's do it's it's doing gangbusters right now, man. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 a it's a good sign for R-rated comic book movies. Yeah, that people will go and see them. Oh, I, mean, I just shared the uh, that link that said supposedly there have been talks about Deadpool three with Marvel and Disney. Yeah, there's big concern that uh, Deadpool three would have to be a PG thirteen movie now that it's been rolled into this MCU universe. Yeah, and there haven't been any. R-rated movies in the MCU universe, um, but apparently somebody, somebody said that they had a meeting and uh, it was agreed that they would keep Deadpool three yeah. rated R. One of the writers, apparently, one of the writers of Deadpool. Yeah, he's the one who confirmed this. Right, and then uh, Ryan Reynolds was there at the studio. Yes, so it lines up. Yeah, it lines up. I it it. It doesn't make sense to make the movie PG thirteen. Like, no, just and, don't do the movie then. Well, and they they experiment ex- experimented with that uh, with the Deadpool two Christmas version or whatever. Yeah, remember that a PG thirteen cut. Yeah, um, which didn't do very well. No, so I mean it was a kind of a dumb concept to begin with. Well, I mean the entire idea, like the the whole th- his whole universe works because of that. Because it's juxtaposed to all of these PG-13 blockbuster movies. Yeah. He makes fun of all those movies. If he becomes a PG-13 movie... It doesn't work. Even if they lean into the comedy of it... You can get one fuck in PG-13. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'll never forget Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard. Mm-hmm. They wasted their fuck on something else. And they didn't use it for Yippie Kaye. Yippie motherfucker? Yeah. Uh. You know what he does in the end? Uh. So this is the bit, right? He, uh, uh, They're in some warehouse. And they've had this long, drawn-out battle on uh, the highway uh-huh. with, like, semis and, like, fighter jets and all kinds of crazy shit. This right. movie has an, a fucking budget that would... I, I don't know how they pulled all this money they together. somehow got justin long <clears throat> yeah big old justin long their cast is actually pretty fucking crazy yeah bruce uh-huh justin long kevin smith 
Kevin Smith is in it. Yeah. Timothy Oilfont uh-huh. and and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a freaking solid ass yeah. cast. Uh, I uh, I actually like that movie. <laughs> no, dude, no. I I like that movie. Yeah, I, think it's I do. Good. I seriously like that movie. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I uh I I don't have the same issue that everybody else has with it. That like it, you know, it's too far away from you know where it started and all that. Blah blah blah. I don't. I think that it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. The action's great. Bruce is still rocking. It's it is I like the movie. It is Die Hard's Rocky Balboa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's a good return to form. Yeah. It's a it's a decent movie. I like it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's not it's not a classic. It's just a fun movie it's to fun. watch. It's good. It's fun. Um but at Unlike the end like the next one. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, uh I think Spoilers. Yeah, 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 sorry. Spoilers if you haven't seen Live Free or Die Hard. Timothy Oliphant has a gun to Bruce's head, and and Bruce has a gun, uh, obviously not against his own head. Uh-huh. Or no, no, yeah, no. He grabs Timothy Oliphant's gun, right? Uh-huh. Puts it at in his chest. <laughs> puts it in his chest. Uh-huh. So if, if, if... <laughs> Anatomically doesn't make any Let's sense. Let's see if you can figure this one out. Anatomically doesn't make any sense okay. because he shot Timothy Oliphant in the chest and killed him, but he shot through himself to shoot to hit Timothy, Timothy behind him. So did he shoot through his right chest side of his chest? But into, this, this, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense side? because Timothy Oliphant is holding him from behind, so he shoots through his shoulder, I guess, uh-huh. and I guess he aims it at his heart. Yeah, I mean through himself. Anatomics, I like that's <laughs> anatomics, dude. That's a word. The study, anatomics. The study the of st- anatomics. The study of anatomics. Uh, Bruce Willis is surgical with that shit. Yeah, yeah. He missed his spinal cord, all that. Uh-huh. Just, Just went, went through right, the meat, right through. Yep, and through the killed meat. Timothy Oliphant. And the way that he does it, he goes yippee ki yay, mother. <laughs> and you're like, boo! <laughs> we know what you tried, and it didn't work. Do you remember what the fuck was? We're against it. What what did they waste the fuck on then? No, was I it, don't remember. Was it. just a throwaway fuck? I think that they just didn't use it at all. Oh, I think they come just stashed on. it because there is a cut where he does say it. Yeah, it, yeah there's yeah. an they, unrated cut where yes, he does say it. That's that was like the only one you could find on DVD mm-hmm. was the unrated cut. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like. Just go for the hard R, dude. Not even a hard R. It's a soft R. Right. Because who cares? All you have to do at that point. Well, not only that. Not only that. Not only that. But it's not like this series was built on PG-13 movies. Right. They were rated R movies. Right. But but here's the thing. Remember, there was that there was that time frame. There was like that decade where all of these studios were like, the only way to maximize our profit is to make PG-13 yeah. movies. They oh, were yeah. all doing it. They were like, they have to. it has to be PG-13 because that's the audience. We have to reach well, they, the highest audience. They kept doing that through all the, the remake era. Yeah. RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, Total Recall. They were all PG-13. PG-13. That Total Recall remake. I didn't even bother. I, I saw. I, I went to theaters to see the RoboCop remake. Um. That one was actually, I mean, at least it was, I wouldn't call it enjoyable, but. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't It was offensive. No. It yeah. was fine. That Total Recall remake is filth. Yeah. 
on the bottom of my boot heel. Oof. It's awful. The movie sucks. All right. And I think Cranston's in it. Yeah. By the way, when I watched, uh, when we watched El Camino, we watched El Camino. We watched El Camino. <laughs> yeah. We, we did watch El Camino. Um, I didn't I didn't realize this until everybody was talking about it, but he's wearing a bald cap yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, spoilers. Cranston's in it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Um, yeah, he just has a, a cool little scene to kind of give you some more context of, yeah. you know, where the characters are. Just a, just a reminder of their relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I mean, it's a pretty poignant scene, I think. Yeah. Um, because there's that moment where, Walter White is like, you know, the way that they end the scene, he's like, um, you know, you, you're so lucky you didn't have to waste your entire life to do something special. Mm-hmm. And Jesse looks at him like, something special? Yeah. What do you mean? What are you talking about? We're selling drugs. Yeah. And, and, and just, dude, that, Vince Gilligan is a goddamn genius. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's great. For, for, I mean, because that moment... I mean, maybe maybe I'm just interpreting it the way that I want to interpret it, but I feel like spoilers that... for El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, spoilers for El Camino. Ugh. Um, that moment is it, it just like it highlights both these characters and it and it shows like their like their outlooks on life and and like how mm-hmm. how um uh um how warped. Walter White's worldview is mm-hmm. where he's like, like this is important. Yeah. Like I'm important. Well, it uh, for me that scene, that scene not only reminded me of who Walter White was because yeah. it it's um it's been a long time since we saw Walter. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd only seen Heisenberg for so long that yeah. I think it's easier to forget who Walter was. Yeah. He was a meek, weak, spineless, caring dad and yeah. teacher. That's that's all he was. He was this little man. Yeah. Little man that was always pushed around. Uh nobody respected him. He was nothing. He was he was shit on somebody's shoe. Yeah. And then he found a way to not only be something but almost uh, uh, define his own domain. Yeah. You know, he became a kingpin. Yeah. He became a boss. And I think that seeing that, not that I had any, any doubts as far as his character progression, but it just underlined the reasoning behind Walter's decisions as Heisenberg. Yeah. Why he made that transition, why it was so, why he couldn't let it go. Because yeah. there were multiple times where he could have, he could have walked away. He could have walked away and been set for the rest of his life, had his family, had exactly what he wanted. But he couldn't do it. Yeah. He couldn't do it. And that's why, is because he, he felt like he wasn't anything before this thing. Yeah. He wasn't, a, he wasn't anything. He was nothing. He was literally, he was nothing. He was nothing. And, and this defined him. Yeah. This made him something greater than this himself. This was something. This was special. Right. right. And he so was... that that underlined those <coughs> those two things. That the tragic nature of of Walter White is that he was a caring, loving man, 
but also he his weakness was that lack of power that he desired so much. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a that was his 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 sort of his myth. Yeah. You know that was that was the his, tragedy his of Achilles his Achilles heel. Right. That was his tragedy. Yeah. So that that's that's what that scene did for me was bring it all back. Just kind of highlight. Right. And you go, you oh know. yeah, that's where you came from. Yeah. Because that I mean that scene would have had to. Have taking place in season one right because we see the rv shot up well no i think that's season, season i think that's late season two yeah because he's still he hasn't grown any of the facial hair he's not bald yet no he's they not heisenberg yeah he's not heisenberg he's still in treatment yeah uh for for his his cancer so but in that scene he's bald he has the mustache i think that's like late season two season yeah. three yeah yeah Ish. okay but yeah, early on and before it gets real. <laughs> yeah, it gets real. Right. Dude, I was I went back and like I I watched a couple scenes from the show and I read some recaps of the seasons and stuff. I I forgot just how much of a monster he actually was. Yeah. Like the stuff that he did. I mean, and the shit that happened to Jesse. Even I was gonna say specifically even to Jesse alone. Yeah. Like when yeah. you go back and you I he mean manipulates him and dude. I mean, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesse deserves what he Jesse deserves the world, man. Yeah. For what he's been through. For just kind of being an innocent bystander for the most part. Yeah. He's not like completely innocent. No, but, but he was for taking, the most part, he's kind of innocent bystander in this. Jesse, Jesse was a piece of shit, but he was a kid. Yeah. He wasn't he was, like a he was taken advantage of. He wasn't this guy who was out to Changed the world, no, and he, you know, uh, he was just petty, petty fucking meth dealer. No, and I mean, he was he was completely taken advantage of by somebody he trusted. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, watch El Camino, dude. Yeah, El Camino's good. It's good. We it's, both agreed it doesn't need to exist, but yeah, it's it doesn't hurt the legacy of Breaking Bad, which is really all you can ask. I think that's the most important thing, is that it doesn't hurt the legacy. No. It's fine. You know, it 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 may be unnecessary, but it's not one of those things where you're like, dude, just let it go. Right. It's one of those right, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's a, you called it an epilogue. Right. And that's basically it's like a beautiful, a beautifully written, beautifully acted. Yeah. Epilogue. It's for uh for people who need closure for Jesse. Yeah. I think you get enough. That's the thing. Mm. I see that a lot where people, somebody told me, somebody said that to me at work. They were like, I, you know, uh, uh, it can't, I, I want, I hope, I hope that it answers the questions that I have. And I was like, what questions did you have? <laughs> right. It, it, Breaking Bad had probably the perfect show ending, which is you can interpret what you want from it, but it gives you just enough to have hope yeah. for the character that you want to have. Yeah. Hope. I, I don't know what people... I, I don't know, man. The thing is, I haven't seen that many series finales. You know? I've seen... Yeah. I mean, I could count them on both hands. Have How you many? seen uh, The Leftovers? Dude, if you talk about The Leftovers <laughs> one more time, I'm going to jump across this table <laughs> and I'm strangle you to death. You should watch The Leftovers. Yeah, so should everybody. Yeah, I agree. We get it. Uh, Damon Lindelof's new show, The Watchmen, is coming out on Sunday. We have talked about that. Yeah. So, season premiere, Sunday. I'm excited for it. That should be fun. I'll be watching. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, Which confirmed, by the way, is a sequel to the original Watchmen story. 
the comic book story or yes. the movie? Comic book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The comic book adheres pretty closely. I mean, the movie adheres pretty closely, but there are some differences. Yeah. I think this is specifically from the comic book. Okay. Like 20 years or 30 years removed. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Still don't... I don't know if it needs to be a series. Well, the thing that I appreciate is that they're not rehashing the same story over again. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want with it at this point. We're not treading on uh, sacred ground because this is after the fact. Yeah. You can always go back to whatever happened in the comic still exists. That's its own thing. Yeah. But this is for people just like El Camino. For people who want to know more, here's some more. Yeah. Doesn't you don't need it, but it's something new. You fucking spoiled. You people are fucking spoiled. <laughs> Vince Gilligan didn't need to go back and do all this. Aaron Paul didn't need to go back and do all this. Yeah. The guy who plays Todd. He's gained like 40 pounds. He looks awful. <laughs> he didn't need to do all this. He's great. I Walt. Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons is his name. Yeah. He's so good. Looks, I love that actor. He looks terrible. But he's a, a tremendous oh, actor. He's fantastic. Anybody who hasn't seen the um, Fargo TV show, yeah, he's in the last season of that one. They're the most recent season. You know, somebody, somebody wrote an article about how you can make sense of... <laughs> Saw you that. saw that? I saw that. Dude, ridiculous. But also kind of fun. Explain to everybody. It does kind of it's kind of fun when you think about it. Yeah. Like to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, like Todd is like this monster and that's why <laughs> that's why he looks like shit. That's so fucked up. Explain. Dude, that is so fucked up. Please explain. So the article basically is like, <laughs> all right. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody's the like, way look at this genius. No, I, I I read that article and then saw it on Twitter uh-huh. and like saw people making fun of it and I was like I didn't really get the humor of it until like I saw somebody else going like dude this is ridiculous. Yeah. I was like hey you know what it is yeah, kind of crazy. Is. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, El Camino was filmed six years after the finale of Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. And so six years is a long time. Yeah. You know, it just is. So. Uh, Jesse Plemons, the guy who plays Todd, mm-hmm. I mean, he was 24 when the sh- when he was in the show. He's right. 30 now. Yeah. And he looks every day of 30. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Yeah. And uh, Same, bro. And Aaron Paul, I mean, Aaron Paul is great looking. He's, he's a really good looking guy yeah. who's also an, an incredible actor. Yeah. But he looks older yeah. now. You know, like he so was he's supposed to. He's, he's a little 49. Now. He's a little thicker now. Dude. Did you hear what I just said? He's 49. Aaron Paul is almost 50. How? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's 49 years old. That's crazy. That means even when the show was going on, he was in his mid-30s. Right, playing a teenager. Playing a teenager. Right. That's how young he looks. Yeah. Now he's finally starting to look like a grown man. Right. And so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So the way that this guy wrote this article to try to make sense of it all was that we're watching this movie from Jesse's perspective, and Jesse is, as every character is, an unreliable narrator, narrator yeah. because everybody is. We, you're you're only seeing one perspective. You're not seeing the world view. You're seeing my view. You're seeing how I feel about this thing. Right. And so when you look at it through Jesse's perspective... Everything that happens to him informs his perspective. And so, uh, 
like when he looks at himself in the mirror, he sees a guy who is who has been ravaged by the things that he has been through. And so he doesn't look the way that he to himself, he doesn't look the way that he actually looks in real life. Yeah, because when he in, looks at himself, he in, sees the what he's been through. Yeah, in the show, he's only supposed to be like 23, yeah. right? Yeah. Like early because 20s. He's, he's out of high school when he fuck, when he starts fucking with uh, yeah. Walt. Right. And there's only but he, like... he had like just graduated. Yeah. The, like, the sh- like, yeah, he's just out of high school. Yeah. Even if we give him a year or two, there's only like... I'd say he was like 20... The latest he could be is like 27, 28. Again, guys, Aaron Paul is almost 50 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Playing a guy in his mid to late That's 20s. Crazy. Can I say I, I, I want Aaron Paul to make a biopic of Sean Evans of Hot Ones fame? <laughs> if they did it like a parody. That'd be great. That would be. I, I just want the next episode of Hot Ones to be hosted by Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. And not, them not say a thing about it. Yeah. And him just act as Sean Evans the entire yeah, time. That would be really good. Yeah. I'm into that. What if he interviewed Sean, Sean Evans as, as Aaron, Aaron Paul? Paul? Yeah. All right, we gotta we gotta email somebody. Uh-huh, we gotta talk to somebody about okay. this. This is a pod podcast patent. That's what they call yep. this podcast, podcast patent. patent. We fucking we we talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's ours now. It's ours now. <laughs> um, yeah. So watch El Camino. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. If you're a if you're a Breaking Bad fan, definitely definitely give it a watch. It's not like it's hard to watch. It's on Netflix. Yeah. You got time. Yeah. And you know, in between watching Friends <laughs> for now. Dude, the backlash on Friends. I don't know if you've seen this. Just like people oh. like slowly turning on Friends. Yeah. It's yeah. just really funny to me. Yeah. It's that new generation. Because Friends sucks. It kind of does. Friends just not good. It's just not that good. I, well, okay. all right. I grew up. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. will be it. Okay. And, okay. Then, and then we'll we'll leave okay. you guys with this. I, uh, I grew up watching Friends. Why? I don't know why. My parents had it on TV when we were having dinner. It was on. It was a show that was on. Yeah. It was that. It was Seinfeld. When my dad had the remote, <laughs> we put on Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, Mad About You. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't so big on Will and Grace. That was a bit controversial for the times. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wings? Do you remember, remember, I do the remember show Wings? Wings? I do remember Wings. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's the generation I grew up around. Wings, I remember Wings because for some reason Nick at Night played it a lot. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick at Night was big. Yeah. I remember when Nick at Night used to show, uh, like, I Love Lucy. Dude, Nick at Night used to show, at it would show, like, cla- like I watched almost the entire show of Gilligan's Island mm. because of Nick at Night. See, I was the exact opposite. I used to watch Gilligan's Island when I would be sick, and during daytime TV, they'd show, oh, no. they'd show Gilligan's Island, they showed Mash, mm-hmm. and they'd show Scooby Doo. Yeah, the original seventies, like Scooby Doo. Yes, Where yes, are yes, you? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the original Scooby Doo. Uh, occasionally, the one with the Globe Trotters. Yeah, uh, mashup. Every once in a while, we'd get a Scrappy Doo episode. Scooby Doo, Doo. Where are uh, you? You got some. Work to do I think at the same time they would, they would also show like uh, Flintstones. Where are you? 
Flintstones, Dude, Jetsons. I, fucking, I don't like the Flintstones. How do you feel about the Jetsons? Because the Jetsons are future it's Flintstones. Liter- yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean... I was much Neither more, one of those shows could exist. I wouldn't fucking care. I was much more of a Looney Tunes guy myself. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. man. The Flintstones and the Jetsons are fucking... They're precursors to The Simpsons and shows like that, where it's like well, a family, and it's like yeah, an animated version uh, well, of like the shows we see on TV. That's, that's exactly what it is, but it's it's just... An, it is a concurrent animated version of like The Honeymooners. Yeah. That's all it was. It was The Honeymooners, but cartoon uh, cavemen. Right. Or cartoon... Future people. I don't know. I guess we're just too young. This shit was boring as fuck. I I still would watch it. It's kind of like a. I, I think if I were to see it now, it, it'd still be kind of boring. I hated that show. But it'd be like comfort food. I hated that shit. I, I just like there was just so much like there was funnier show when I was a kid. We were both were kids. Wait wait there was wait. Funnier shows. You, you're telling me. You're telling me when you see the dinosaur record player get off of the record and he goes, he looks at the screen. He goes. It's a living. I mean, <laughs> that's not funny to you. As an adult, that's hilarious. As an adult, I understand that that joke is funny. Okay. When I was a kid, suck a nut. Okay. That sh- that was not a funny bit to me. All right. Okay. When I was when we were kids, I was watching at that point. I mean, probably like early ninety, like mid, not early nineties, but like mid nineties. Ren and Stimpy was still on. Yeah. Hey Arnold wasn't out yet. Neither was SpongeBob, but it was like Our Real Monsters. Uh, Rugrats was on. Yep. Uh, trying to think of like the mid. Rock was Doug, Modern Life. Doug was on. Rocko's Modern Life yeah. was on. That shit was funnier than like when you turn. That's why Cartoon Network sucked for so many mm. years because it had that block of like Dexter's Lab and uh, Cow and Chicken. Yeah, and like it had a couple of shows, but then after a while, it would start playing like old shows like yeah. that boomerang block yep and you're like this uh, fucking sucks i remember late like night Magilla gorilla and like <laughs> and and uh uh what's the blue dog ah fuck what is his name uh the one that goes <laughs> no, no 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 not him not him he was <laughs> he was part of that show that was like the cars yeah mario mario kart but with yeah. like a bunch of villains from yeah. tv shows yeah. I can't believe they made a, a show like it, it ran weekly. Yeah, where they just raced every it, week. Yeah, no, it was like it was like the uh, the Gumball Three Thousand race. Yes, exactly. But cartoons. But just a bunch of cartoons. Yeah, that's a wild. It was. It's like concept. It's, it's like Death Race, dude. That's <laughs> think about that cars. right now, where they're just like, wait, well, yeah, we'll we'll have them do like uh, a, a a destruction derby slash marathon yeah. race with just a bunch of cartoons. That's wild, dude. See now, the only thing that um that kept me watching those old shows is because I knew it it would be like it, it'd be something I could talk to my dad about. Uh, you know, there was a connection there because I used to watch with him sometimes. Even um, uh, what was it? Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, and that Rocky entire week was good. That entire block. Uh, what, was, what was the overarching name of that show? Cause it wasn't just Rocky and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had that one kid who was like a super genius yeah, with, the yeah, dog with the dog who could talk with the yeah, yeah. The, the genius dog. Um, obviously, like a generation and a half removed from yeah. us. Uh, but yeah, that entire I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, that was good shit. Uh, and then the thing that my dad put me onto uh, was Speed Racer. Yeah, they used to show the original Speed Racer on TV. And 
I didn't get why it was good, but I'd watch it all the time. And I feel like that opened that opened my heart and mind to the the world of anime. <laughs> Speed and, Racer? And yes, and here I stand, sit before you <laughs> as an anime man. <laughs> because of as that. an anime man. Because of that. Uh, because my dad, it's, it's so funny because my, my dad used to watch Speed Racer as a kid. And the fact that I could watch Speed Racer as a kid kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, knowing the references, Racer X and, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the, the, the monkey. <sighs> chip Chip or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just like knowing those little things was like, oh, it's like a connection to a bygone era. Yeah. And how little I, I realized like that. That's actually really cool nowadays that I'm able to talk to people that are like 40 years 40 years older than me and have like a frame of reference for pop culture yeah is kind of cool so yeah. i like that yeah i get that yeah you old fuck did you figure out where rocking bullwinkle were from oh no i was i supposed to be looking yeah, that up? that you have no, the computer I, I didn't look that up i told you i'm not looking anything up on the computer anymore <sighs> i don't fuck up the recording to look up stuff when we both have smartphones you know they say that most people still use an iphone 6 wow really? and that's the reason that the next iphone that they're coming out with is based on the iphone 6 really so it's going to be like a cheaper version of that phone because they're like their sales have gone like their sales are in the toilet and it's like oh you think you're selling a 1600 hundred dollar phone and you're trying to market it as the future, but it's like, we have the, I have the, like, there's no reason for me to upgrade from the iPhone 10 until they come out with something that is, I mean, just, I mean, unless I break my phone or they come out with a thing that is completely different or I come into a bunch of money, Yeah, there's just no reason for me to upgrade, you know? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have the phone. Now, for me, I, um, I've i had my iPhone, I think this is a 7 Plus. Yeah, you could upgrade. You definitely I'm, could upgrade. I'm going to, uh, I plan on upgrading, and because I, I do a, a pay-as-you-go plan right now. Yeah. And this is very thrilling for our listeners. Um, I have a pay-as-you-go <laughs> plan. Really? And I'm going to upgrade to an actual, like, monthly plan. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a commitment, baby. Ooh. And, uh, Are you going to get the 11? You can't get the ten because it's discontinued. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the eleven pro. There you go. And I'm gonna make this my big one of my big buys of the that's, year. That's gonna be now. You're gonna be above all of us now. You now we can't shit on you at all. That's all I want. You're the guy with the iPhone eleven. I'm gonna plus. do that, and I'm gonna get LASIK. Fuck you. I mean, I don't super aggressive stance to take for no reason. Yep. I am super jealous. If you actually do get LASIK, I'd be really jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Something like this. Yeah, you won't need. You can just crush those. Yeah. In your hand. I, I'll you won't break, need them anymore. I want us to make a video for the podcast where I just break my glasses with my hands. I'll do. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. If you do, if you get LASIK, then we actually absolutely have to like. You have to like step on them spike or like them. crush them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spike them. Yeah. Yeah. Throw okay. them as far as you. Can. Field goal, kick them yeah. as far as possible. Get some M80s, wrap it around it, and put them in the up. microwave. <sighs> So we just have to really, really get rid of those fucking okay. things. Yeah. Deal. All right. 
I think, uh, I think we're good here. I think, <laughs> I think so. I think we could probably talk for the rest of the night. Really? Also, also the, uh, just, just for everybody to know the genius dog and the, the kid Sherman and Peabody. Yeah. That's her name. That's right. Yeah. What was the overall show? I don't called? know. But then there was also like Dudley do right. <clears throat> yeah. I think that was all part of the same universe. Well, they definitely were animated by the same person. It seemed like it, yeah. 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 The same studio, anyway. Right, right. I never watched Dudley Do-Right, though. Um, I saw every once in a while. Just didn't really, just I just didn't really dig it, you know? Yeah. Just didn't seem like it, I don't know. I'm very anti-authority, so I guess maybe that's what it, like a, a cop show? Because <laughs> he's still a cop. Yeah. Yeah, he's a ranger. He's a mountie. Whatever. He's, he's still a, a cop. Canadian mountie. He's a Canadian cop. That's All what right. he is. He's a fucking bitch ass, snitch ass motherfucker. And the only redeeming quality about Dudley Do Right is Brendan Fraser played him in the movie. That's <laughs> okay. the only redeeming quality. Okay, <laughs> that's it. All right, let's let's get off. I this, love baby. Brendan Fraser. Let's do it. Uh, All right. So tonight's brew was from oh, the why shut the. <laughs> from the Weyerbacher Brewing Company, it was the Insanity Ale Aged in Oak Barrels, 13.3%. I don't know if you can tell, but I am feeling this beer. <laughs> <laughs> so We're both squinting at each other, so yeah. I think that's a good Just sign. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. What would you think, Obi? It's, it's strong. It's strong. It's just strong. It's a strong. Um, it, Yeah, I mean... It is, it is insanely strong. Uh, I fear for our lives when we up this next week. Uh, we didn't say anything that crazy. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, the the strength of this beer makes me oh, fearful. Oh, next week, to, right, to, right. To go, gonna, yeah. to go even higher than this next week. Uh, to try to steer a cohesive show, yeah. it's a challenge. You have to go higher, okay? Oh, you understand the rules now. I do, I do, I get it, I get it. I will, okay. I will. Okay. Okay. I accept the challenge. Okay. okay. Um, okay. That being said, it was actually far tastier than I thought it was going to be. Right? I smelled it and I went, "Ew, this isn't going to be good at all." Right? <laughs> it smelled like still farts. Uh, <laughs> it was repugnant at first, but. After tasting it, it's actually like really smooth. Yeah, uh, I mean it's very sweet. Uh, so you you can't go into it looking for like hops, uh, but it's very malty, very sweet, but not oppressively. Mm. It's still pretty drinkable. Yeah, um, I'm not just saying that because I've had two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking to me. Yeah, I mean that being said, I can't really think of many things I dislike about this beer. It's just. Well balanced, sweet goodness, and I like it a lot. I'm gonna give it a five. Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Wow! Yeah! And you don't get a lot of like bourbon flavors from it, but I don't. I, uh, I don't think that's advertised though. Oh, it just says oak barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Uh, yeah, I was expecting like a bourbon aged thing because we've done that before. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess times, I sure. guess that's not what we're looking for in this one. So so why I didn't taste it. Yeah. So that being said, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I'm so happy it, with it. Here's the thing with with beers like this. Um a lot of times I think simplicity is the key. You know, 
we 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 have these beers where these where these companies are going for well, you're gonna you're gonna taste cacao notes mm-hmm. and and uh, cinnamon and French vanilla, vanilla. yeah, all this bullshit. And then you drink it and you're like, I don't get any of that. <laughs> I mean, maybe my palate's not that refined, right. but if you're like advertising it, yeah, I should be able to. But this is just like, look, man, it's an ale, and it was aged, and uh, take it or leave it. Right? Fuck you. And it's fucking good. Yeah. And uh, I'm hard-pressed to not give it a five myself. Do I give it a five? Give it one more swig. One more swig. <laughs> it's just that little thing at the back end of the tongue that mm-hmm. lets you know that this is a strong beer. Yeah. That kind of pulls away mm-hmm. from it. That pulls yeah. from the score, you know? Uh-huh. It's kind of like, like this is strong. It's it's like when you drink when you drink any liquor straight up, no matter how long how long you've been drinking whiskey or what have you, there's still that little thing in the yeah. back where you're like, "Yep, yep. I, I just drank whiskey." I don't care how I don't care how leather your tongue is. Yeah, there's still that little thing that goes, yeah. "Yep, that you, was whiskey." You got to pretend if you're not feeling that. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I guess that's unavoidable. Maybe. Fuck it. Five. Okay. Unanimous five. Yeah. This was, this is probably one of the best high ABV with a good balance of flavor mm-hmm. beers that we've had on the show. Yeah. I agree with that. Especially given the the bad first impression I had of it, where the smell was just like repulsive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after tasting it, buddy. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you want to talk more about how bad the smell was? It's pretty bad. Repugnant. Repugnant. Repulsive. Yeah. Reputable. Reputable. I think reputable is a good thing. I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're almost at two hours. So let's, let's let's wrap them up. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Goodbye. Uh, this has been the one beer and podcast for myself, Marco Dupa for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Hey, why don't you, uh, uh, free Hong Kong. How about that? Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and free Hong Kong. And also have a beautiful evening. We love you.